You're listening to SBS News. Living on the edge, eking out an existence are climate-displaced people in the Solomon Islands capital who have come from the remote Ongtong Java atolls. The next generation... ...with a cheery good morning in the face of an uncertain future. 52-year-old Leslie Holosivi, known locally as Tarzan, is an elder of what's called the Lord Howe Settlement in Honiara, at the mouth of the city's Montanico River. Because of climate change, we have a big major problems on the islands, all of the islands. Some of them already are gone. Of the few thousand that live on the Ongtong Java atolls, many hundreds have relocated to this informal settlement. For decades, they've held onto this block of land in central Honiara, where existence is a daily struggle. But recent floods and cyclones mean this land too is under threat. Natural disasters have brought death and destruction. Lending hope, Tarzan is a successful construction company owner and is using the forces of nature to stop the flooding and erosion. But for me, uh, when there's big waves, bad weather, it's good as when this place has been built. We always gain with the uh, incoming uh, sand. Reclaiming land using concrete blocks on the foreshore. An example of what could be done, but... This is almost about 10 years already. And by calculating all the tannets that have been put up here, you know, it's, it's a big, huge cost involved. Few communities are so fortunate. Solomon Islands is a frontline, climate-vulnerable country where Oxfam in the Pacific is based, and Shabella Ratamana leads the climate programs. With the extreme weather events like cyclones and floods, when these you know, natural events occur, there's a lot of mass destruction already happening. During the interview, she is overwhelmed with emotion, talking of her home community, Isabel, in Solomons. Um, when it's not, it's not their fault, when the, those that are experiencing the luxurious life and all that are causing these impacts. And so that's what makes me pretty much emotional. (laughs) COP28 kicked off in Dubai with the launch of the long-negotiated loss and damage fund. The original idea, mandatory payments by wealthy and polluting nations for relocation or adaption for people in least developed countries that contribute little to but bear the brunt of climate change. Hundreds of millions of dollars has been pledged by some countries, but it's estimated $400 billion per year is needed to meet the need. Solomon Islands is a key advocate. Acting Director for Climate Change at the Ministry of Environment and long-time COP delegate Henry Tufa is glad it's happening, but has concerns. I, I really hope that it's not just another, another COP meeting. The fact that one of our key and important point or stand at the moment is loss and damage and the funding mechanism, I, I really hope that you know, parties will agree to something tangible and that COP28 will be uh, as one, one of those successful COPs. Leading industrial and fossil fuel economies have intervened over who pays and how much, who controls and ultimately who gets the money. It's all still up for discussion. Australia is a lead negotiator and says it's been lobbying in the Pacific's interest. Minister for Climate Change and Energy Chris Bowen laid out Australia's position ahead of flying off to Dubai. The 2015 Paris Agreement recognised that a country's capability and emissions evolve over time, and of course they do. 
it makes clear that our respective responsibilities should be seen in the light of these different national circumstances. And it's time to have that discussion in a serious way. Australia's role is part of a bigger climate paradox that challenges its Pacific neighbours and campaigners like Oxfam's Shabella Ratamana. It's daunting for us in the Pacific, um, noting that Australia has given a lot of um, exploration access to you know, these big um, coal companies to explore. Um, so we feel that it's really disappointing for us. This week, island eyes are on Dubai as much as on encroaching shorelines. COP delegate from Solomon Islands government Henry Tufa is acutely aware the climate clock is ticking. It is a question of time. Um, other countries have time on their hand. Um, for us, the small island countries, we don't have time. Stefan Armbruster, SBS News.